Hey everyone, this is Indra. Just a quick note to say that Deanna's audio for the introduction on today's episode is a little bit less than perfect. Just a little bit more background noise and echo than we usually have. But the audio for the actual interview we have today is all good. So just wanted to let you know that. And thanks for listening and enjoy today's episode. Hello, we are Hello. live. Hi. <laughs> this is kind of a special week. It is. It's Women's Week. No Women's Month. It's the beginning of Women's History Month. We know that March is like a pain point for a lot of people because of the pandemic starting and everything. But one good thing is that mm-hmm. it was this week, this Sunday, a year ago, was the series premiere of Family Karma. We're recording this on Monday, March 1st, but it will be released on Monday, March 3rd. March 4th last year was the day that we released our first episode. That's wild. And we did it in person. We recorded face to face, which is... <laughs> that was, I don't know what is I more think, wild. I think we did that twice and then we had to yeah, lock down. Yeah, we did it twice at the station and then, yeah, and then... The other day I got our anniversary Twitter, our one year anniversary, which I texted you about, which was very exciting. Yeah, it was kind of like, I think it was yesterday, which is Sunday, which literally was the day that Deanna and I were like, all systems go. I was like, let's do this. You texted me that morning and you said, there's going to be an all Indian American reality show on Bravo called Family Karma. Did I text you or you texted me? I don't even remember. You texted me and I was like. Deanna, this is our chance. I know, because we talk, all we talked about was Bravo. Yeah, and then we just like went for it. And we basically started within a week. It was going. Yeah. I mean, within days, it was going. honestly. And Brian Benny, um, I friended him first oh. on Twitter. Oh. He was, he's our first friend. Brian, our first friend. He had like 20 friends <laughs> or followers. They're not called friends on Twitter. They're also our friends, you know. They're all, I know. Um, Same thing. But anyway, that's really exciting. Also really exciting, just like randomly, is... Oh my <laughs> gosh. I'm smiling. I know what you're going to say. And I, see, I'm so... We haven't talked about this face to face. We haven't. I just am like, um, we're going to church. <laughs> and, and Andy is the pastor. And Andy is going to bring us... We're going to be so close to God. We're going to be in the <laughs> church choir. That's right. We're going to be... Yes. It's not even just sitting in the pews. It's like... Being, it's like for, in Catholicism, it's like me, like, giving people Holy Communion. <laughs> yes. You know? Like, as they come to the front of the we church. We are involved because tonight, when you're listening to this on Wednesday. Oh, my god, Yours truly will be in the virtual audience. Oh, my God. <laughs> for Watch What I Happens Live. Because I haven't gotten to talk about this with anyone. Because I told my partner, and he was just like, okay, yeah, cool. I know. But, like, <laughs> no, no one, one gets that it. cares. No one cares. <laughs> and we were asked. That's the thing. Yeah, we were, like, yeah, we were asked to be on, and we're, like, really excited about it. So like, Well, do you remember, did Bravo All Black, they said that they did it, and we were just, like... When do we get well, to do it? Well, I mean, it? I think a lot of the Bravo podcasts out there have done it, and we've just been kind of lazy about really? it. <laughs> like, I think we probably could have, have done it a while ago. They've been lazy with us. Well, yes. But anyway, so it's finally happening. Um, it's going to be this on just... after New Jersey, which is like 
so exciting. Jersey is on fire. Yes. Coming out. And um, Teresa is, which we're going to talk about in the Patreon. Yes, which by the way, right, we are going to be re- releasing our first um, Patreon content this week. So yeah, we'll be pretty impressed. Basically, with what us. we're doing is we're going to talk all other things, Bravo, pop culture on the Patreon episodes. And we really hope that you'll subscribe. Um, we'll ta- we'll get into like our personal lives maybe a little bit more so you can kind of get to know us. Yeah, it'll be a little bit more of like the conversational like shoot the shit. Com- <laughs> but it's going to be. Um, if any of you listen to our other podcast, Gossip Column Pod, which we had for a little while, um, and has we put it on hold so we could focus on Family Karma Cast, um, it's that kind of content. We'll probably throw an episode up into our regular feed every once in a while mm-hmm. just to get people interested. But if you know us and you've been a fan and you love Bravo and pop culture, like we really hope that you'll join us for those episodes. But I have to say one more thing about Watch What Happens Live, which is... <laughs> I was just picturing us in a way. So you go and then I'll go. So there's always like at least one or two celebrities on. Mm -hmm. And like who who is your dream celebrity who is going to be on Watch What Happens Live? Like who would it be? I think for me... I would love someone from Beverly Hills. Oh, my God. But who? Like an an LVP? Or like... No, because she's not going to do that anymore. I think I would love Elisa, a loose lips, Lisa (laughs) Rinna. You know what I mean? Because she just... Or a Giselle. Oh, I would love a Potomac cast member. Ashley? And then Atlanta. Oh, my God. (gasps) I would love a Portia. I would lose my shit if someone from Atlanta was on. Oh, my... If Candy was on? (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, it's like... These are our... Like, again, I... How many celebrities have you seen and met? I've... Not to toot my own horn, but I've met and seen a lot of Because you lived in... You were... Right. And I worked in places, but, like, I don't get excited. (laughs) Well, I am... All we're saying is you guys should tune in to Watch What Happens Live tonight because... It's gonna be us, like, in those (laughs) church pictures where people are closing their eyes and raising their hands. It's gonna be us. That's us, like... (laughs) I might cry. If it's Lisa Rinna. No. Oh, my. What if it was? Could you you, if it was Erica Jane? It would be someone who's currently on a Bravo show that's airing right now. If it was Teresa Judice, I would. Like, I'm. We can't even get this conversation going. No, no. We're we're just like we're starstruck just saying their name. Deanna's like fanning herself I'm, off. I'm because I'm red because my hormones just <laughs> talking. About, like I need to take off my glasses. Look, and I'm like. <laughs> so this is we're a excited. Huge fucking deal. Yeah, we're everyone's probably like, yeah, I've been on Watch What Happened Live uh, like just ten like, times. Watch What Happens Live. I mean, literally, like they show the virtual audience like for maybe a total of like three seconds Point in the entire. Yeah. <laughs> if it was Chrissy Teigen. Oh, don't even. Okay, okay, we have to stop because <laughs> I could go stop. on for days. But I know, um, I know. What we really do want to talk about though is our guest for this week Sangeeta Patel what a lovely conversation breath of fresh breath air breath of 
fresh. Doing a lot of things right during quarantine. Oh my gosh, 100%. She is like such an inspiration and she's like, I feel like we got a lot of good tips from her about like interviewing people and like Mm -hmm. her process. So she's a ET Canada correspondent and reporter. So she's like out on red carpets at all the big awards shows like interviewing these a plus list celebrities and like killing it like you should google her and watch some of the youtube videos and stuff we talk about a bit of that stuff like some of the big names that she met and like kind of how they're like their her relationship with them and everything it's really amazing but um she also is the host of a show on hgtv canada and she is also like She's so accomplished. She's a fitness guru. She's a fitness guru. She started Fitness Tuesdays. She also just became the Canada spokesperson for CoverGirl. The first South Asian Canada spokesman, spokesperson, sorry, for CoverGirl, which is really exciting. I would love just to sit down and watch her do Oh her my makeup. gosh. Um she was She's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. She has a really cool and inspiring story. It's just she tells us kind of about how she ended up where she was, like, you know, how she followed her passions but also kind of went mm-hmm. down some roots that were more traditional in ways and just like how she navigated everything and kind of got to where she is now and where she's going. So really awesome conversation. Um, It's been so fun to talk to all these amazing people through this podcast. I know. I can't believe I I don't like to use the word blessed, but like we've been really fortunate Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to to connect with all these people. And it's it's for me, it's just learning life lessons and just... You know, I think as, especially with Sangeeta, I did this and I took it here yes. into the space I wanted to be because she was doing, she went from doing engineering, she took that into weather mm-hmm. and then she took mm-hmm. her, like proceeded to take those skills into um, being the host of ET Canada. Yeah, it all like kind of made sense, but it's also it like sense. this non-traditional job that it's like, right. you know, how do you even end up there? And it's just, it's an interesting story. She was fabulous. She was really fun to talk to. Um, and so that's what we have on the podcast this week. And um, we have a lot more coming up. I won't preview it all right now, um, but, you know, make sure you're following us on our social media, Instagram and Twitter, Family Karma Cast with a K. And thank you guys so much for being out there. And I guess like this is our almost one year anniversary. So yeah, a one year anniversary. I cannot believe it. And it's interesting because I've been looking at our listeners and just seeing it go up and I I, when, I remember when we hit like a hundred listeners I was like oh my god <laughs> like a hundred people listen to us I know. even 20 I know and now it's gotten so much more so many more listeners than that and that is mind-blowing yeah it's especially when I have random people text me and it's like oh can you tell Indra or like Oh, it was so funny when you said that. And I'm like, what? You're listening to me on your spare time? I know. It's actually like really humbling. And yeah, I am just really thankful. Like Very that we thankful. have people who actually care about what we have to say. 
<laughs> well, and and like just to like, I couldn't imagine doing it with anyone but you. One hundred percent, Deanna. I totally agree. Like, couldn't imagine being sillier. No, no. serious. Getting and, known to and business. taking pop culture as seriously as oh, you do. 100%. I. <laughs> it's an art. It's an art. It is, and I appreciate you. I love you, Deanna. I love you too, Indra. All right. Well, with that, let's get into this interview with Sangeeta Patel, and thank you all so much for listening. Are you getting a little bit more celebrities since you're doing more remote interviews? Uh, I think for me, it's uh, uh, it's probably hmm, probably less because I used to travel a lot. Right. I used to go to LA and New York every second week. So I was on the road a great deal. Sometimes I would go to New York uh, in the morning, come back by the afternoon. And um, so I wouldn't say, I, maybe it's the same. Um, cause the, I feel like, you know what? It's less <laughs> Changing it my is. Mind thinking because <laughs> not as many movies are coming out. So right. um, yes. there was this grand, uh, gesture right before the holidays, you would see all these films come out before the award season. It wasn't as much this year. Um, but, uh, it's been very interesting shooting from home. I feel like people are more connected as a person rather than just having this persona as a, a star of this movie. So it's been very interesting. I feel like there haven't been any like Oscar contenders really in the movie circuit in the past. And I'm like, what are they going to talk about at the Oscars, yeah. you know, like the Golden Globes are this weekend, like all the sort of stuff like TV mm-hmm. is really obviously flourished during COVID. But it seems like movies and that sort of thing have just they've taken a little bit of a backseat. Yeah, I mean, there were so many big movies that were supposed to be released in 2020, including Tom Cruise's movie, uh, Top Gun and mm-hmm. uh, Dwayne Johnson's movie. So yeah, a lot of people have held back. But uh, tele- like you said, television has flourished. And it's been interesting the way people watch tel- uh, TV in general and, and watch movies. I don't think I'll ever go back to a cinema. I love the idea of just sitting on my sofa, <laughs> yeah. having popcorn <laughs> in my pajamas and watch a movie. I don't know. It's going to be a very interesting way the world works in Hong Hollywood and the industry. Do you mind if we take it back, Indra? No, I would love to take it back. Okay, so so were you, you were born in Canada? That's right. I was born in Canada, yeah. And are your parents, were they born in Canada or were they born somewhere else? So my parents are from Gujarat and uh, I, they're the first immigrants to Canada in my family. And it's that story where my dad took a risk left my mom pregnant in India and decided to come to Canada on his own. Oh my and, you know, you hear that story of my dad had $5 in his pockets and he bought a drink on the yeah. plane to see if it was a real $5 Canadian. <laughs> and uh, he, <laughs> he came to Canada. He moved to Toronto with his friend. They lived in a basement and he got a job. And, uh, my brother was five years old when my mom came and, uh, here we are, you know, I have, uh, three, four siblings and three siblings and, wow. uh, you know, I, I am grateful to my parents for everything they've done. I mean, when you talk about hard work, you look at your parents and that's the definition of what it means to be making it. So uh, I appreciate everything they've done and uh, I take advantage of it. Were they a love match? Oh, girl, you want to go there? I want to go um, there. <laughs> so my parents... <laughs> 
That's hilarious. Yeah, my parents, it was funny. Me and my sister went to India. This is years ago. And we learned that they were they were a love marriage. My Ooh. dad was dating my mom, which was not the Whoa. way in those days. Uh, you're not supposed to date someone in the village. And, uh, and so, uh, yeah, apparently they had a relationship. Wow. And uh, they were secretly dating. And my dad is 10 years older than my mom. And, uh, and we pick on them all the time now that we know the truth. <laughs> and so it's, uh, it's really interesting. And my dad does. It's, it's the funniest thing. My dad believes in love. He doesn't believe, you know, this whole arranged marriage situation. He never pressured us into it. He's never, you know, he said, you got, you're going to be stuck with this person. This is your family. So find the right person. So I was very lucky that way. Uh, and my family's United Nation. My brother is married to a Ukrainian woman. My my sister's married to a Chinese guy. I'm married to an Indian guy. Uh, my sister's married to a Portuguese guy. So, you know, uh, when we get together, it's uh, full on meals of every culture. So um, we're blessed that way. That's for sure. And did you grow up in Toronto or I actually don't know where you are in Canada? Yeah. So I was born in Toronto. I was raised in Toronto and I'm just out, outside of Toronto now with my family. Uh, but yeah, downtown Toronto, I lived in the city and lived the life. That's for sure. It was great. Do you think that, I mean, Toronto strikes me as like such a multicultural, like melting pot where people like truly you know, multiculturalism yeah. is like Toronto. Do you think it that is, has yeah. like affected you and your siblings in terms of like, yeah, we're going to be with all different races and backgrounds? Andrew, that's a really good question. Uh, I think you are, who you are is who your environment is. And uh, we, my neighborhood was a Portuguese neighborhood. We were shut down the streets when soccer happened. You know, we <laughs> like it was we were exposed to every culture. And if you come to Toronto or Ontario, there's certain pockets where it's Asian, South Asian, East Asian. And, but Toronto, where we were, there was just, every street was a different culture. And it was just, we never looked at it in a way that wasn't uh, negative. It was always a positive aspect for my family. And, um, you know, we were raised that way and you, we fell in love with the people we fell in love with. And uh, my parents appreciated that. I mean, in the beginning it was the, aunties and uncles who would say, hey, you know, this is not great for the family. This is not going to look good. Maybe you should reconsider this. Maybe you should have a secret wedding. It was all of that. Wow. Um, secret wedding. Yeah. My sister Whoa. was the first one to get married and he was Portuguese. And my family came to my my mom's house disrespectfully and said, hey, listen, you know, maybe this should be on the, the downside. And and my, my, my mom was like, no, they're in love. And He's a great guy and we want to celebrate. And if you want to come, you come. If you don't, you don't. Um, and it's a different story now. But that was in those days when my sister got married 22 years ago. So so it sounds like your family really embraced South Asian culture as well as kind of including other cultures. And you had the aunties mm -hmm. around and everything like that. In terms of like music and food, were were your parents listening to like South Asian music and kind of bringing that and um, like when you think back because you deal a lot with, um, you know, pop culture and whatever. What was mm -hmm. the first like South Asian pop culture thing that um, you remember kind of enjoying and liking? Oh, my dad used to listen to 60s music. He used to bring out his records. He loved Bollywood music, Indian cinema. Uh, we used to dance in, in our culture, in Gujarati culture. We do Gerba, and that was part of those competitions. It was, so we were exposed to it. Uh, but there was this... Um, it was interesting because my brother did not absorb the culture at all. Uh, my sister kind of, my other sister kind of, but it was me who really was enticed 
by the Indian culture. And they, they let me do things. I learned how to play the harmonium. I, you know, try to really absorb what that culture was. But it became a point where my parents were lost in terms of how to teach us because we lived in this world where we were exposed to every culture. And so, um, and it's an indication that we don't even know the language. I'm not very good at speaking Gujarati or Hindi and watching Indian, Indian movies, any subtitles. So um, they, there were points in our lives where parents were like, come on, you need to learn this. What are you gonna teach your kids? And uh, we never did. I mean, my kids don't know the language. I, I'm saddened by that, but I try to expose them a little bit here and there and um but uh yeah that that was a difficult time i think that generation into my generation was uh, a chance to not we really did kind of lose it we especially being brought up in downtown toronto wasn't wasn't easy for us to be exposed to it that's so interesting i can really relate with that you know i'm yeah. a first generation american too and i've felt like I don't speak Hindi. I've always felt like mm. a bad Indian in that way. You know, doing this podcast has allowed me to really explore my South Asian identity more, which I'm really oh, thankful good. for. Yeah. But it's like mother to mother. I like, you know, I, your husband is Indian, which is great. My husband is like white as white can be. And yeah. I'm like, how do I, I want to like bring my Indian culture to my son's life. And, you know, my mom thankfully lives in Boulder too. And so she's able, my parents are around them. So there's that sort of thing. But mm -hmm. like, are there intentional ways that you bring your Indian culture to your parenting? Yeah, like uh, one of the things is food. Food is a big one. Um, you know, my older daughter, she has a, a lot of allergies. And so I'm very careful with what she eats, but I try to expose those flavors into their lives. And I hope that food takes them on this journey of wanting to know more about the culture. Like where does turmeric come from? Like even little things like that, where's the root of it? Um, so that way I do, uh, I sometimes put on Indian music and Bollywood music and, and, and they get, they like the beat, but they're like, mom, like, we don't understand. Doesn't make sense for you to, you know, put this on. And I'll say Indian words here and there. And they're like, Oh, what does that mean? I go, I just cursed. So I'm not going to tell you what that means. Uh, that's the only time. <laughs> Language. Even like so when I say funny. jello, they think I'm saying jello. And uh, yeah, you know, okay. it's, it's those things. But uh, me, even my husband's from Alberta. And so even he's, I would say he's more white than he's Indian. <laughs> um, but, you know, he and he's learning too as he goes. But um, I think it's, it's just we, I think what happened was our generation decided to become more Canadian and we forgot our culture. And as you get older and when you become a mom, you realize the importance of it and understanding it. Uh, my mom does certain rituals and I don't understand what it is. But now I go back to her and go, why did you do that? Why, mm -hmm. when I had the baby, did you do this prayer on the baby and, and things like that? And so I'm trying to educate myself. I mean, and you know what I learned also is my our parents don't really know. They're they just make it up as they go. <laughs> they to be just honest, do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just do it. You just you just put the the string around. Yeah, yeah. For thirty days on an odd number, you know, like and, and they'll just make it up as they go. I'm like, but why? Well, this is how it's done. I'm like that that doesn't really help. Um, but you know, these are the things, and this is gonna get gruesome. But like at a funeral, um, my grandfather passed away. And they did all these rituals. And I sat down with my mom and I go, what the, she goes, this, you know, we don't know. <laughs> so yeah. she, she, she's like, I think this is how we do it. And I go, 
it doesn't make sense to me, but uh, that's the culture, right? People pick up on other people's culture and try to say, okay, this is the, you know, this is the positive of these spiritual moments, right? But, um, but yes, I try to pick up the core and actually educate myself so I can educate my kids. That's like yeah. one thing that my mom always, did. I, I wonder if your family does this too, is like, if she ever like, gives me money as a gift or gives my son money as a gift or whatever. It always has to be something with one at the end. Right. Of it. So right, it can't, right. It can't be 20 bucks. It has to be 21 bucks. Why do you think that and is? I like, I, I have know. no clue. And then no you have to clue. step in the house with your right foot. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, like, and, and not to step, like no step on a, a crack and no, or not jumping over someone. It's bad luck. Yeah. Like, yes. I, still, I still do it. I don't know. I'm like, well, just do it. You never, I know it's like well but just in case I know exactly you're right yeah that's so funny see we don't even know what we're doing yeah <laughs> totally, totally so um I was just wondering you know um did you ever see well I'll go to this question first so you and I Sangeeta are around the same age now since you're so absorbed in kind of pop culture looking back what was the first thing in pop culture where you really grasped onto as a child where you were like i love pop culture i'm gonna ride this wave whether it was a musician a pop star or a movie mm -hmm. you know when i was um especially living with my brother we were so into R&B, we're so into reggae, we're so into reggaeton, like just, we, we used to, go, the old school, like that was our vibe, and and uh, LL Cool J was part yeah. of my life, and I think back to Salt and Peppa, and that that core of that world was my my world and i just found it so fascinating uh this culture that we were so exposed to in toronto so i think that was my first you know like whoa this is you know this is this is something i really want to learn about um but i i think i was just so open to the idea of television because when I saw Oprah, for example, um, that was listening to her when I first, you know, you watch Oprah, you understand her, but you don't really understand her until you actually understand her. And I think that was the moment for me. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. She's telling other people's stories. She's giving people's, uh, their uh, other people's stories as an opinion to other people. And she's educating them. And I thought that's the moment. And then I saw Connie Chung and I'm like, yes, there are people of color that are on TV yeah. giving these stories. And that was the moment I realized this is something I wanted part of my life. However, I did go to engineering school. Right. And I did apply for journalism. <laughs> uh, you know, my dad's like, where are you going to make money? Um, and I went through that. I said, you know, I, I love math. I'm going to become an engineer and do this and prove that women can become electrical engineers. I was only one of seven out of, I think, seven girls out of 100 people in my wow. graduating wow. class. Um, wow. So that was a big moment for me. I didn't even know what engineering was when I went into it. But at that point, it's like, I'm in here and I'm going to prove that women can do this. And so uh, that was a big momentous moment for me and decide not to go into journalism. But you know, when you have that passion, yeah. you have that feeling in you that this is what I want to do. It, I took a longer journey. Um, but uh, here I am. How did you transition from like, I have an engineering degree, but my passion is this. How did you make that transition? <laughs> I had two lives. <laughs> During the day, I would work as an engineer. Yeah. And then I was lucky enough to get a volunteer position at a local Toronto uh, station, which was okay. um, an entertainment show. And I don't know how I got it, but uh, it was just a great interview. And he's like, let's give this a try. And uh, I think it was my third month there. And I was covering TIFF and I was, uh, I was pregnant. 
and I was on the red carpet and I met Brad Pitt. And, <gasps> Can yeah. we talk so, about that what? moment? And what era <laughs> yeah. of Brad Pitt are we talking about? Because they're all scrumptious. Like the hottest of hottest. What movie? Like, I don't even remember what the movie was. Like Meet Joe to, Black? Like long hair or like, short yeah, hair? Like just. Oh, short hair, Micho oh, Black. So Angelina Jolie was pregnant at the time. Oh, so, my gosh. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Miss, yes, that's the air, yes. And he was there to support Matt Damon for an event, a charity event. Oh. And he, we didn't expect him to show up. Car pulls up. He comes out. He doesn't want to talk to the press. Right. Here I am with a big belly, and I'm like, I'm cold. <laughs> I'm yes. pregnant. He turns around, like, just this glare, right? Yes. He turns around. He oh. comes over, and he holds my hand. And he goes, <gasps> how, how far <gasps> are you? And, and he's like, and I'm like, I, you know, I'm, I'm experiencing this myself as well. And I was just like, oh, my God. Uh, what is happening? And everyone's mic goes up. Yes. And, of course, I freeze. I'm just like. Yes, uh, yes. But that's the moment I will never forget. Touched by an angel. Invited. I know, he was. And then after I was invited to the event, so I got to see him again. I got to see Matt Damon. I got to see Penelope Cruz. So that was definitely a highlight. But I was working as an engineer during the day. That's incredible. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. So I, I read that um, you, you basically got a position doing the weather. Can you talk about mm-hmm. that transition? And how, how you brought your personality to the weather? Yeah, it, you know, it's, it's a good question because I am, um, as an engineer and having this passion of television, I'm like, how do I bring these two worlds together? It was actually, I met someone who worked at Pelmarex, which is the weather network in Canada. Uh, and he goes, well, if you love what, we- if you like science and you like math, maybe try weather and it's a chance to do television. If you ever do weather, it is uh, the perfect uh position if you want to go into television because you learn how to ad lib Mm. and so we i had to ad lib for five minutes when i did my hits and that's something you don't get anywhere else usually it's prompter or they tell you the information this is what you have to talk about but when you're by yourself at a weather station you learn how to speak for five minutes straight and being entertained entertaining to other people and so uh yeah i just started i had my first baby and i decided from engineering to try the weather network, see how it goes, work three times a week. Um, and it was amazing. I loved it. I got to do weather, talk about science. I was on television and I was able to connect with people. And everybody loves to talk about weather every day, right? Like that, that's the subject everyone loves. Um, so that's how it all started. And then I got picked up by a station called City TV and uh, my my career just took off in this world. I think it's really interesting because I think um, I'm a mother, Indra's a mother, you're a mother. And I think people think that life ends at motherhood where it's like Mm. this new huge chapter of your life began. And um, can you just give, maybe there's a mom out there or someone who wants to enter a new chapter, kind of like a little bit of a pep talk and what it takes? Yeah, I... (laughs) You know, to all mothers out there, yeah. you're allowed to be happy. You're allowed to be yourself. You're allowed to have a moment for yourself. And that really started for me after my second child, to be honest, was when I kind of... So Your when you second. become a mom, wow. the second, yeah. I, even though it was my first child and I started working, it was really my second one because um, I think you're this person and then you have to rede- redefine yourself yeah. as a mother and you get lost because you have absolutely, you're young, you have absolutely no idea. Here you are with your husband and a new baby and taking that moment to adjust. You have so much guilt built onto you when you have Mm -hmm. that child. It just gets Mm -hmm. on your shoulder and you live with it. 
when I had my second child, I told myself, I am not going to be depressed. I am not going through this again. And I remember leaving my daughter at home, both of my kids at home, Sam was home. And I took the car and I was driving, I was crying. I bought McDonald's fries. Yes, you did. Pajamas, <laughs> right? And I was just like, what is, I am not going to do this. And I came across this gym, a CrossFit gym. I walked in and the lady saw something was wrong with me. And she goes, come in. You know what? Come in and pick up a barbell. Yes. And it changed my life. I, wow. I uh, you know, that told me that moment, nothing else mattered but picking up that barbell and picking it up. And since then, that was what now 10 years ago, nine years ago, I do fitness to keep myself happy. And I've created this new hash, uh, hashtag like six years ago called Fitness Tuesday to show women, especially South Asian women, you're allowed to live your life. It doesn't end once you have your kids. You don't have to give all yourself to family. And my mom used to tell me, if you make other people happy, you'll be happy. There's, it's true. However, if you're not happy, nobody around you will be happy. So, um, that's been that's that's what it is i think we've been trained or the other generation has been trained that you are a giver and you it, there, there's no time for yourself but no uh, i mean if the more happier i am the more happier my family is that's so like Deanna and I were talking before you got on. We were like, yeah, have you seen her Instagram? Like she has all these awesome fitness videos. Like, and to hear the backstory of like where that came from, like that's so inspiring and amazing. And, you know, my son is like 19 months old now. The pandemic, like I've always tried to be like into fitness and stuff, but having a kid really throws you off. And like a pandemic really throws you off. You know, it's like, how do you carve out this time do these yeah. things that like give you purpose and meaning and um make you the person you want to be so that you can show up for others right yeah yeah it's um I schedule it it's like brushing my teeth yeah and um I need it mm-hmm. I to just to be able to keep going it, it needs to be part of my life and that's respected with my family right even my husband the same thing he he needs it too so when he's ready to do his workout that's his way of letting it out my kid one of my daughter loves art and so I don't bother her like if she's doing art for two hours and this is where she needs to be let her be there even though I want her to do the dishes I'm like you you need you need this in your life do it and so um, it, it's understanding and respecting each other's space. Like you said, you have this 19 month old and this pandemic, I mean, it's haywire. My daughter's sleeping in my room right now. We don't know what <laughs> right. the norm is right now, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do what you've got to do. But at the same time, you have to make sure you take that moment for yourself. Even if it's 15 minutes for a walk, if it's 15 minutes of baking, whatever it is, you have to make that moment happen for yourself because you're going to lose it. Mentally, you're going to you're going to fall apart. And when, ha- when that happens, who's going to be able to rely on you? So it really is the power of taking care of yourself is going to help everything else. Totally, 100%. Yeah. Going back to one of the questions Deanna asked earlier, Growing up, like I didn't see a lot of South Asians on TV or in movies, and I'm sure you didn't either because where were they? It's so like inspiring to me to see so many South Asians on TV and in movies now and as ET Canada correspondents and things like this. Um, Do you think that that's going to affect like our children's lives in terms of seeing themselves as like a part of the media Mm. culture versus like, oh, that's a white space and I don't belong there. Yeah, it's a tricky question. And um, 
when I entered into this world, I, I was just having fun. I was just like, hey, this door is open. Let me try this. Let me try this. Sure. If I fail, I'll go somewhere else. Like it was, it didn't have a value to it aside from just me trying new things. And then one day when I did start Instagram, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, what is this? What, what am I going to do with this thing? And that made me realize I'm going to have a voice. I'm going to use my voice. And I didn't know about this whole DM box thing. And I was getting all these DMs and it was young South Asian girls. And mm -hmm. I'm like, that's my voice. I need to speak to these girls. But man, this generation is a generation we've never seen before. Yeah. And they have confidence at a level I've never seen in my life. And I think they're going to change the world. And I think you're right, Indra. I think this is going to it's going to take a while to get there, but with the power of the, this generation, I think change is possible now. Um, you know, with all this negativity that's come out out of, you know, the United States with Trump and all of that, I think it's an eye-opening experience where people were able to speak up. And I'm I'm riding that. Yeah. I am now, you know, I was scared to speak up in certain ways. You know, you're taught to be grateful for the experiences you have. You, you're taught to, you know... Um, being as a South Asian, we're just very quiet. We don't say, you know, this is wrong or this is right. You just say, I'm just grateful that I have this experience. It's changing. And that voice is changing. And so I think you, I think you're right. I think it's going to be a, a huge impact going forward. And I, I don't have as much fear now. Um, my kids facing the same racism that I did. I think it's going to be different for them. But what will be, what's the downside of that? What's the other effects that's going to happen mm -hmm. to our kids, right? We don't know. Um, but uh, I, I think it's going to change. I think so. And I think everyone's going to be brown in 30 years. With <laughs> yeah. We're all mixed up. We're, we're all mixed totally. up. You know, everyone loves everyone. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it's eye-opening to have two daughters, one's 13, one's 10. And the, to see the way they are seeing the world has just been an experience for me. So growing up, did you always know like that you were South Asian or was there a moment where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm South Asian. My parents come mm -hmm. from this culture. Or was it always just so yeah. embedded with you in you? No, no, it wasn't. It was, um, again, we were brought up in Toronto. We were multicultural. We just didn't really acknowledge it. But you dealt with the racism, like they, we all dealt with it. And uh, you just kind of shrugged it off and let it be. Um, you know, you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't take your your food at lunchtime to school, you would go buy a sub when you really didn't want to get a sub, you want to eat the biryani. Like it was, <laughs> it, right? It's, it's, yes. um, you, you hid your identity as as your culture, because you don't know how people were going to react to it. Um, but, uh, it took me a while to really uh, enjoy it and know who I am. And I, again, with this whole experience of being on television and Instagram and, and not, again, I was just having fun. It didn't hit me until, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. What am I going to do with this? Right now I'm a mother. I need, I need to speak up for them because I don't want them to go through what I did. Um, and it's funny when you are brought up in a neighborhood where there is a lot of multicultural, it's it's easier to be racist. I don't know if that's the right thing to say, but you know, people yeah. would make fun of each other's culture and it was just accepted. And it was so wrong on so many levels, but it was just the way it was. And now it's not, but at the time, you know, some of the words that we use, I mean, would never be said now, now in, in this time. So. Yeah. That's an interesting thing about places that can be very multicultural that people still put themselves in pockets yeah. sometimes and right. 
Like New York City and stuff. I was just thinking, we both lived in New York City. Like New York, yeah. My dad's from Queens. And like, oh, nice. I just Jealous. think of, you know, just <laughs> you live in neighborhoods that, you know, are different cultures and, you know, but it, I totally understand because you do stick together yeah. because that's what's familiar. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's, it is changing though. It is changing. Mm-hmm. And, and like the fact that like I can consume media and TV shows yeah. where you see those multicultural connections happening. Like I can't see it. You, it's so amazing to see commercials now. Like you never, you very rarely see like right. a white couple only in a commercial or a white family. Like it's often an interracial couple. It's often like, you know, a non-traditional right. couple in terms of like sexual orientation. Like it's, it's so inspiring <laughs> to see that, you know, I'm just like, wow, if I had grown up seeing that on my TV screen, how would that have affected my yeah. confidence in myself or all so sorts true. of different things? Or just yeah. even hearing about like genders, like imagine if our generation was exposed to you know, you don't have to be male or female. Yeah. And we could all, you know, just, yeah, it's less homogenous now than yeah. what we were brought up with. Big difference, definitely, from our generation. Definitely. Yeah. Which is a good thing. It is a good yeah. thing. So I, I want to hear about your relationship with The Rock, just to lighten it up. <laughs> is that okay to say? Is that okay to lighten it up? Because my so oh, the so rock funny. is huge in my family, yeah. like really big. So, <laughs> uh, well, it started. I guess. Oh my gosh, how many years ago? Uh, six years ago, probably. Yeah, maybe six years ago. Uh, he was an inspiration to me. Like I started following him on Twitter, and I used to everything. watch workouts. I'm like, this guy could do everything. Like this, yeah. he's just. Like everything, just amazing. His neck is the size of my thighs. Like this guy was just incredible. And yeah. so I started tweeting him and saying, thank you for the inspiration. And, and he started tweeting back, you know, in those days, you, you know, and, uh, uh, he said, um, at one point, I'm like, I can't wait to work out with you. I I, I could beat you in, in burpees. And he was making comments on my Fitness Tuesday and, oh, and yeah. all this stuff. And then finally, one day, I've never met him. He's on the golden gold yeah. uh, red carpet. The carpet's ending. I have spot number 95. <gasps> and I yell out, push-ups, push-ups. <gasps> and he turns around. <laughs> he comes oh. over and he says, you're not ready for me. And, you, you know, just that that was the beginning of our friendship. And since then, it's just been amazing. And, uh, you know, things like uh, we were at, I can't remember, it was in Hawaii. It was Hawaii. And he was late for his interviews. And I was just standing in the corner and just on my phone or whatever. And he goes, he goes, yo, Sangita. And I go, yeah. He goes, where'd you get that Christmas tree from? I go, what Christmas tree? What are you talking about? So he, he's like, you know, like just, just funny things like that. I'm like, yeah, we bought oh that tree my- from Niagara. I made my husband yeah. bring it all the way. It's 13 feet tall. He goes, yo, how did that even happen? I go, it's like seven pieces. And I'm getting, tra- I'm like, dude, you need to go do your interview. It's just, just, you know, he's like, oh, I loved your fitness Tuesday the other day. I go, and like, just, you know, you know, when you oh saw it in front of the garage, gosh. what did you actually do? And like, just, he's just amazing that way. He, he gets to know people. He'll know your name. He'll, you know, mm-hmm. just, he's just, he's just an incredible guy. Such an inspiration. <gasps> he sent me his whole Under Armour line because I was oh, teasing nice. him about it. And I'm just waiting for the, his drink now, his alcohol drink, but he's just, yeah, he's just amazing. And, uh, yeah, he, he, he just really knows how to connect yeah. with people. He's really about his fans. He really is. And uh, yeah. yeah, so now we're just out. Yeah, one night he was on, um, I think it was Facebook Live, no, Instagram Live. 
and it was like midnight and I'm watching some movie and I'm like, I, I go, Hey, totally missed your, um, your live. And, uh, <laughs> and then we just started texting. What? We're drinking and just start texting back and forth about <laughs> just life. And just, you know, I'm like, oh, what, what, love- is, what is it? Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It's great. Yeah. There's a show coming out about his life. Young Rock. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking for, yeah. The second episode was yesterday. So you, so um, we're talking about The Rock, Brad Pitt. We'll throw George Clooney in there. Like what? They have that. St- yeah. They have that star power. Julia Roberts. You, can you describe what that <laughs> is that gets them to where the, their career is now? They, you know, George Clooney's a great example. He just knows. He knows the business. Right. It, that's what makes him an A-lister. He understands what what this world is all about. Like when I did one of his interviews, he showed up. He came in an Uber. There was no yeah nobody around him. I'm like, where's your entourage? Like, there's no. It's just me. And I'm like, what? And we sat down. We did the interview. And then he, I go, can we take a photo? He goes, here, I'll do it. And he took this ugly selfie of us. <laughs> oh my god! I'm like, you're worse than I am. And and, <laughs> and you know, I, um, and then we saw each other again. And he showed me pictures of his right. kids on the phone. And this is on the red carpet. Like he just, he's just, he's amazing. And he, he and that's what right. makes them a-listers. They're able to connect. They understand. It's and others could be very, you know, oh held back but it's it's part of who you are right even yeah. if you're selling this movie it's also selling who you are as a person mm-hmm. so um they're all amazing i've uh, you know i've had some great you know for me when i go into yeah. an interview i act like you're my best friend i know <laughs> everything about you and um and i just try to make those four or five minutes as special as possible and find that moment um rather than just you know you mm-hmm. have questions ready but you never know where it's gonna go they may say something that's gonna take you they may say dog and i'll be like oh did you take your dog for a walk today right where did you mm-hmm. go um so uh yeah you know knock on wood but everyone's been absolutely amazing and, and incredible and you make those connections as you see them more often do you think celebrities like when you do interviews with them on zoom or whatever now like in lockdown well i mean we're not as in lockdown right now but yeah in the pandemic we're more socially distanced like are people mm. opening up a little bit more? Yeah. Like, are they sharing like their insecurities yeah, right. and stuff? I mean, it's been such a hard period of time for all of us. Yeah, I, I think so. I think um, I think everyone just wants an outlet to be able to just just chat with other people and new people. And uh, I think all of us are just not feeling a hundred percent. And you feel that vulnerability when you talk to them. And you know, one of my questions to them right off the top is how are you doing spiritually? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can say, how are you? But that doesn't go far enough anymore. So it's, um, and that kind of takes them, like, I think with Shania Twain, she stopped, she goes, how am I yeah. doing spiritually? And she just opened up in a way that I didn't expect. And, um, you know, she, like everybody else, this is hitting everyone. It doesn't matter who you are, you're feeling it. Um, and so those are moments. And, you know, I just recently talked yeah. to Priyanka Chopra about her new book and, um, you know, just opening up those conversations. It's just, it's, it's nice. And I think the idea yeah. of just being in your house, right, in your home environment uh, just makes it feel more cozy. So, yeah, you do have those great moments and, and it's more conversational. It's definitely a different way of doing interviews now. I'm sure that they appreciate exactly. you asking. If someone came up to me and said, how are you doing spiritually? I think I would grab I like, their wrist <laughs> and like, just be like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, today my can I take you home with me? Like, can you come be with me now forever? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh... For those of us that consume pop culture and or not even, 
we're all still ruminating over the Britney Spears documentary. And as someone who, um, you know, covers pop culture and, you know, like I said, we're around the same age and has followed these uh, female celebrities, how how should we all be digesting? Because I think a lot of us are angry about how we've treated um, female pop stars and celebrities. How, how do you digest it? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. I think it's a conversation we definitely need to have. Like we go back to that conversation of racism where, you know, it yeah. was acceptable in my my community. It was weird. And uh, when you look at these incredible, powerful people who do interviews, these personalities, uh, yeah. their job was to get the scoop, right? That they wanted to get that moment of from Britney. And, and at a time like that, I, and I still think we're still dealing with it yeah. where women are treated de- definitely differently than men in certain questions. And, you know, I, the one question I never ask a woman is how do you balance it all? Uh, I never ask that no. question because there is no such thing as balance, right? One thing has to, you have to pay for one thing. If you're working on your career or your family, kind of falls to the bottom or the other vice versa, whatever it is. Um, but it's, it's acknowledging how we change the way we talk to people. Um, and what, what do we want? Like when, what the, when we do television, when you do podcasts, yeah. when you, what do people want to consume? And that's what needs to change. Do you really want to break down Britney or anybody else? And is that going to be the thing you want to see? Is that what the consumer wants? And we have to change that persona of it. Right. And what, like me too, like I watched Britney's, um, uh, documentary and I was like wow Justin Timberlake did this or you know like yeah, you no. think back and at, at the time you didn't think that way you just took the story and said this is the truth and we didn't have social media at the time right we didn't have the time to consume it all day 24 hours but it, it makes you think back and he's apologized you think about the Janet Jackson I think about that or then, Whitney Houston yeah, you, or like Whitney like all of it yeah. right and I think it's definitely going to change with the Me Too movement. I think we are on the right track of women speaking up. And I think that's part of it. It's the culture needs to change. It's the consumers need to change. And and it also ourselves and saying, this is not right. This is not, I do not feel comfortable with this. And and mm-hmm. as, a, as a person who does, does interviews, I'm very sensitive to my questions when I ask those questions. If you're not going to go there and you read the person you're talking to, if if, if someone wants to know, are, are they getting married or right. are they having babies? How do you ask that question, right? And how do you, and you listen to what they have to say and you know they don't want to go there. So how do you mm-hmm. speak about it, right? So it doesn't always have to be, you know, you did this, you did that. How do you, it's, mm-hmm. it's more like, how do you feel about the situation, right? Rather than, it could be an open opinion maybe on her side, who knows? But yeah, I think uh, that uh, documentary is an eye-opening experience for a lot of people. And and it's taking me back to interviews that I've seen in the past, which I thought were powerful. And the one I saw was Princess Diana's interview. I yeah. watched it again and I was like, hey, yeah. like some of those. Wow. So yeah, I think I think the way we do things going forward is definitely going to change. Sorry, it's a long a- answer, but it's um, no, no, you're the uh, perfect person. Yeah, this is no, like one of the one questions that. I wanted to ask you, just because you're you're in the field. Yeah, and for me, um, when I do interviews, I spend almost four to five hours preparing for an interview. So I will go yeah. in depth. Sometimes I fall into a vortex where I'm just watching old <laughs> movies from like, and it's so important to me that I, it doesn't matter who you are, that I know everything about you as much as I can know about you rather than just having the questions ready in front of me. So 
I am sensitive to you and who you are and understanding who you are. So um, that's really important to me. It's it's part yeah. of uh, my process and it takes a long time, but it, it's it's important to me. I was just thinking, um, you know, it was the the conversation, even looking back to the 2000s between women would be the cele- female celebrity. Can you believe this? You know, and when you dissect the Britney, I mean, as mothers, too, when you look at, you know, the postpartum, we're assuming postpartum and what she and they were trying to take away her babies. I mean, I know for myself, like, she she did better than I would do, you know, and just dissecting that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think of like Mm -hmm. Amy Winehouse and how just like the the media and Mm -hmm. and you know, people like me included just tore her apart. And it's like, how are, how are we these females supposed to thrive in the spotlight when everyone's ripping apart? And I really hope that we all do better from this. I think so. I think even this experience of being in isolation, I think people had an opportunity to sit back and reflect, to sit and be silent for a while. Uh, And it's been a big learning curve for me to I've been a person who always goes, go, 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 and never actually sit with my feelings or uh, let myself cry if I'm having bad, like, you know, you don't do that. And I think this period has taught us the sensitivity of actually being human. Um, And that should kind of reflect in your work as well, especially if you're telling it, you know, when you do interviews, you're telling other people's stories, how are you going to tell that story? Um, So I think that's an important factor for me going forward. It's really like, interesting to hear about your process. And I think important for people to hear that you don't just like walk in, you're like, Oh, you're Brad Pitt. And I'm Mm. just gonna talk about whatever, you know, comes off the top of the head. It's like, no, this is a real person, I'm Mm. gonna get to know them and like, get the real story, because then we can all benefit from it. And like pop culture is like, I think a lot of people, you know, will look at pop culture as like, oh, it's so stupid. Like, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. that's just fluff, whatever. But I actually see it as like this rich space to have conversations about really important topics, like Mm -hmm. how are women treated in the media? Like all the recent controversy with The Bachelor in um, America. (laughs) Like, I mean, the race conversation has gone from before 2020, it was here. Then it came up to here, and now it's like here. Yeah, and it's yeah. because of this reality TV show that most, you know, a lot of my friends like laugh at me for no, watching yeah. it, and I'm like, actually, do you see mm-hmm. the discourse happening here about race? Like, this mm-hmm. is what people need to see. It is, and and I think also, um, you know, when you talk to your kids about mm-hmm. it, it, it's a hard conversation. Um, my kids didn't talk about race until it was Ava was in grade. I can't remember, but she was five and she said, how come does she, she has white hair and I have black hair. And that was her first time acknowledging race in the, and diversity. And I'm like, whoa, yeah. now I, I, I first pat on myself on the back saying, Hey, it's to tell five to realize there's actually differences between you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but this experience of the last year, I guess, almost, oh my God, we're almost hitting a year. Um, you know, just having that conversation is difficult, but at the same time, they are learning, hopefully going into the future that they understand that we are all equal. (laughs) Mm -hmm. One day that's going to happen, but this explosion (laughs) that's happened in the U S has opened up so many conversations and opportunities to make that change happen. You know, it's almost like you have to 
go through all of that darkness to get to the light. And I think that's what's happening yeah. right now for us. It sucks, but at the same time, it's setting up something positive in the future for our kids. And that's at least that's what I'm hoping for. Um, I am a huge HGTV fan. <laughs> like, <laughs> I when I... Especially before I had my kid, like in the last weeks of pregnancy, I started my <laughs> maternity leave early and I was like, I'm going to sit on the couch and watch yes. um, HGTV all day, all day. Oh, I know. Yeah. And um, so as like you have been on HGTV, um, I would love to hear a little bit about how you got involved with the network. I know it's HGTV Canada, which it seems yeah. like all the shows in America come from Canada anyway. Uh, um, so yeah, I'm just curious about like how that kind of happened for you. I had, you know, it happened. Uh, we have four seasons. So I guess that was four and a half years ago. We started, um, and I was asked to host this show, this brand new show on HGTV Canada. And I was in shock because I'm like, yeah. first thing that came to my mind, so people, yeah, you know, watch HGTV that are my color. Like that was my first reaction. I go, are you sure you want me to host the show? He goes, yeah, we're going to try something new. We're going to actually have a host on the show. And it has been the most amazing experience of my life, uh, my career to do a show like this, Home to Win, where we get all the big celebrities who are designers and contractors and, and builders. We come together and we buy a house and then every room is designed by all of them and so you get That's this amazing. spectacular house and then we give it away at the end you compete to win it which is just the most though i remember the first season when we oh. gave the house away i couldn't stop crying like it was just <sighs> emotional yeah. to see him and his family and his kids he he was an immigrant to canada from ghana it was a ghana yeah and they That's lived amazing. in vancouver they came down and he won and this, he's like this is a gift from god and i was just like oh my god what are we yeah. this is not even a tv show anymore this is real life we just changed someone's life and it's just and i've learned so much and right now i'm in the process yeah. of building a house so i'm taking all of this experience and i'm like okay i i, I could do this i could do this and so um, it is pretty amazing. It was such an uh, amazing experience. I don't know if we're going to yeah. come up with another one because of COVID, but, you know, it, it's been uh, pretty spectacular. With just being on the inside, um, I find myself right now daydreaming be about going to a hotel and kind of flicking on HGTV. <laughs> like, what is it? Like, that's one of the first channels, like, I love to put on when I'm in a hotel. What is it about it that is comforting like I can't even pinpoint I don't know it's, it's a good question because my sister she's gonna kill me if I tell the story but yeah. she was in labor and we were at the <laughs> hospital she was put on the tv and I'm like okay and it was HGTV Canada and she's like oh turn it off it's your face and I'm like so she my show came off yes she found it so soothing while she mm -hmm. was in labor is to just watch HGTV except when I'm on but um you know it's, it's, there's something about it same here like my husband and I if we we're just chilling on a Sunday we'll be watching HGTV Canada watching some show and uh yeah. and now i know all of them so it's kind of cool to see like how they do their shows now brian baumler sarah baumler like just it is it, there's something soothing about it it's all i don't know what it is but it is right a, it, it is i think we're also learning too right and we're like all you things that you've never seen before mm -hmm, like that's a faucet mm -hmm. that you can have like that's kind of cool yeah we're just nerds i think that's what it is yeah that and the food network are the two things when i get to a hotel <laughs> i'm like okay oh yeah yeah nailed it like i'll like, unpack okay, and stuff and just kind of get ready and that'll just always be playing it's great i'm gonna say let 
part of it. And I, I have this feeling watching your Fitness Tuesday videos. I'm like seeing someone doing something productive, but I don't actually right. have to do Actually, that's Jamie. a really good point. Yeah. <laughs> There's something satisfying about it. You but know, it also motivates you sometimes yeah. to go baking after Food Network, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or go fix your door or totally. get up and do a few push-ups. So uh, there's something behind it. <laughs> yeah, there is. There absolutely is. I mean, I think it's great that all these like resources really is what they mm. are like to do something, try something new, yeah. learn something new. It's it's all there for us. What is on the horizon for you? Like, do you have any future things that you're looking forward to? Or are you just kind of going forth? Like anything you want to yeah. share with people? Uh, there's, there's a lot of few little, well, there's a few projects on the go, which I hope to share one day. But uh, right now I'm working hard with CoverGirl and just being their ambassador and making oh, sure awesome. I get the, the word out there and uh, being the first South Asian woman to be part of their team here in Canada and the first one. So it's been, um, you know, I, I want to take that voice and use it to make change and uh, things that work are still going on and new projects coming your way. But uh, yeah, I'm keeping busy. At the same time, I've also learned to appreciate things through all of this. And being home has been a silver lining for me to be able to see my kids grow up together has been just amazing and uh something i will cherish because before that i was just traveling and it was just whenever i saw them i saw them so now it's uh no more singing over skype i sing in person now and they hate (laughs) it but uh you know yeah yeah so you never know what the future holds but um i just keep going i just i i look at the future in ways that I've never seen before. So this is going to be exciting. Wait, I just have to comment. Yes. The, the first South Asian cultural amb- ambassador for cover girl. That's yeah. wild to me. That, you know, what's like, wild. <gasps> they asked me when I was four turning 40 and yes. I d- didn't know what this was about. And I thought maybe they yeah. want me to put some products on, on my Instagram, but oh they're like, no, gosh. we want you to be our Canadian spokesperson. And then this is the first time it's happened in Canada. And I was like, I still, I still get the chills to think about it. And here we are on our third year and um, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's really nice to be able to celebrate our skin tone and to say, mm-hmm. this is, this is cool. This mm-hmm. is normal. This is our society. And um, it's been so much fun. Let me tell you, it's been uh, pretty spectacular having that title. I never thought I would have that in my life. And um, you know, especially with aging gracefully and just yeah. in, enjoying my wrinkles, enjoying my, you know, mm-hmm. sm- smile lines. Is that what they're called? And, you know, <laughs> le- you know, all of that is just, uh, them appreciating it as much as I do. And we just, we just have this great relationship. So it's, it's pretty amazing. That's fantastic. That's amazing. Where can people follow you on Instagram and Twitter? I don't know. What's my handle? <laughs> I think it's just Sangeeta <laughs> Patel, right? Is it Sangeeta so Patel? I think uh, it is. <laughs> exactly. We'll put is it, it in the show notes. I don't sure. know. It's, I'm there somewhere. Yes. What is it? Sangeeta Patel, I think. It is. Think, on Instagram, yeah, it okay, is. Okay, okay. Yeah, yes. and then Twitter, I think it's underscore Patel. Oh, my okay. god! And I'm on TikTok, too. Is it worth Ooh, getting on TikTok? TikTok? It seems very, yeah. I'm, I'm a little not scared of it. Oh. I'm intimidated. I'm scared. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just started. I may have a few hundred uh, people following, but it's fun. It's it's something different. It's it, time consuming. Um, but I've, <laughs> I've discovered stuff yeah. there. And I'm like, this is cool. Like, my kids introduced it to me. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. And some of the videos I've done with them, like when we're bored on a Saturday night, we'll do stupid things together. And I'm like, yeah. this is hilarious. This is actually a lot of fun. 
And so, yeah, so I, I am on TikTok and uh, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Yes. But, um, it well, everyone cool. should follow you there. <laughs> I'm sure there's some fire content happening there. Thank you so um, much for spending time with us this morning. We really appreciate it. It's so nice to speak with you. Uh, you guys are both are amazing. I really appreciate it. It was a breath of fresh air to talk to both of you about family and just uh, it's, it's been fun. Thank you. And we look forward to um, all of your future projects. So we'll keep our listeners posted as well. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye. 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 